In the gospel reading today, we have given to us the story of the 10 lepers whom Jesus cleansed simply by telling them to go and show themselves to the priests. This was, of course, what uh, was required of anyone who had leprosy under the law of Moses, uh, that because anyone who had leprosy, which was in the ancient world, a very highly contagious skin disease, um, would need to isolate themselves from the society in which they lived. Uh, in fact, it was required of them by the Mosaic law. Uh, and so anybody with leprosy was in, in effect a social outcast until they had, uh, if some, by some miracle or some natural process of healing, uh, the, the, the skin disease, the highly contagious skin disease of leprosy that they had um, was, uh, take, was deemed by the priest uh, as the representative of the community to have been completely healed, then they could be reintegrated into, this, into the society. So this was why Jesus, when he speaks to the 10 lepers who ask him to have mercy on him, uh, on them, uh, tells them to go and show themselves to the priest. And so they do, they, they, they listen to Jesus. They, uh, they go on their way. And as they are on their way to show themselves to the priest, as Jesus has told them to do, they discover that they're healed. And of those 10 lepers, the nine just carry right on. They're, they're obeying Christ. They're doing what he told them to do. But one of them returns and falls down at Jesus' feet and glorifies God. And it turns out that that one is a Samaritan. Now, there's two things I want to pick out of this parable for today and draw our attention to at least there's two things that struck me about it as I was reflecting on it and thinking about it. The first is, where did the Samaritan come from? Jews and Samaritans don't generally hang out together. They hate one another. They were divided by, in the most sort of radicalized terms from one another. Uh, the, the Jews had gone and burned down the Samaritan's temple, uh, their holy place. And and the Samaritans weren't about to forgive the Jews for that. Uh, and yet here we have 10 people who are all social outcasts, who are all in isolation together. Uh, they're, 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 and, and one of them is a Samaritan. And it seems to me that the, the only reason I can think of for this is that they were in their... Uh, well, disease has this leveling characteristic. Uh, it, it does not distinguish between rich and poor, although the rich might have access to better medical care. Uh, it does not distinguish between uh, old or young, although the old might be more vulnerable. Uh, but it, 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 uh, it, when we get sick, we realize our weakness. And we all get sick alike. And we find that we are in, we, we are basically, the, so, so many of the things, uh, the, the social distinctions that, that we make with one another, the things that seem to really matter, uh, that, that are so important to, that we cannot let go of them and that are keeping us apart, really don't matter anymore. We're sick, we're possibly about to die. <laughs> what, we need companionship, we need, 
friendship. And it seems as though this Samaritan found that companionship and that friendship with his fellow human beings who were Jews when they all got sick and all found themselves isolated from society in one another's company. So we have this amazing leveling effect that has brought these people together and uh, these, these natural enemies together um, that maybe we can learn something from. And then the second thing that struck me as uh, I'm, as, as we went through the, the, the parable, um, Jesus asks a question as this man is at his feet, glorifying God, giving thanks for what he has just received. He says, wait, weren't there 10 people cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has nobody returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? So he, he's highlighting the, the oddness of this situation. Uh, the, the, the fact that they have just received, all 10 of them have just received healing from God, a new lease on life, something they didn't think was going to be possible. And only one of them, only the foreigner who has not the same level of training, if you will, in terms of, uh, worship and gratitude and all that sort of stuff that the Jews uh, had received from God, he was the only one who came and glorified God by saying thank you. Uh, and as somebody who is in a position of service and authority, uh, I've in this in, in the number of my, the roles in my life, I'm, uh, obviously as a, as a parish priest, um, but also as a teacher, uh, as as a father, as as a Minecraft server administrator, uh, just just as a human being, because uh, um, all of us are, uh, who especially uh, especially those of us who are parents, are in a a place of service and authority in some fashion or another. It gets hard. It gets hard to carry on. Because what one does and does successfully is largely unnoticed, especially when you're helping keep the technology running in the background. <laughs> where, where one fails is precisely where people, you know, prick up and, and take notice and, and, and often give rather vociferous vocal feedback. Um, that's not to say that this is atypical. What, what I'm saying is this is typical of us as human beings. It's typical of me. As, as somebody who is a recipient of, of, of other people's service, of others', others blessings. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I'm like, oh, great, this is wonderful, this is great. Oh, this isn't working. Ah, so angry, so frustrated. Uh, and that gets all my attention. And this is precisely what Jesus is calling out in his comments here, that as human beings, we so often fail at the basic fundamental uh, um, requirements really of our station as recipients of the goodness of God. We fail to give thanks. And it's precisely this thanksgiving, which we as Christians should know a thing or two about uh, because 
what we do, what defines our life uh, in all normal times is precisely Eucharistia, the giving of thanks. Uh, and so uh, this is what needs to characterize us, not simply when we have access to the Eucharist in the liturgy, not simply on Sunday uh, when we are worshiping God together, but in every aspect of our life, in every moment of our life, we are called to give thanks. This is what needs to primarily identify us as followers of Jesus Christ, as recipients of his grace, of his blessing. This Eucharistia, this thanksgiving, uh, that, that the Holy Eucharist is the ultimate act of thanksgiving, but it's it's the ultimate act. It's the fulfillment. It is the the crowning glory of our glorification of God. It should be the culmination of thanksgiving to God for every good thing that He has given to us throughout our lives, day in, day out, because we are the recipient of innumerable blessings, innumerable gifts from God, gifts of healing, gifts of life, gifts of just the everyday beauty and, and, and joy of the world around us. And what is our attention focused on? All the things to complain about, all the things that go wrong, all the things that, that uh, um, don't quite measure up to what we were hoping for. As none of us returned to give glory to God by simply giving thanks. 